Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and it's just me and Jordan here today, but I'm here with my co-host, Jordan. Yeah, um, Kevin was on a business trip this weekend, so he had to get some stuff done. But we are not going to leave you empty-handed. We have a special guest with us, our boy, Ed Wilkins. Yes, yo, sir. Yo, yo. Yes, I am here in the flesh. Yes, yes indeed, Steve. Sir. But... Since there's been so much going on with the sports world, we're going to have a um, a mixture of uh, sports today. So we're just going to kick back and have a conversation. So with that being said, we're going to start with the NBA. It's a, been a lot of news. Um, trade deadline just passed. If you want to hear about it, you can go check our last episode. Yes, but um, Yeah, we got the buyout market. We got um, different free agents signing different places. So we're going to um, start with... The Nets, they stacking up. They basically look like what Golden State started. So if all the best players gonna go there. They got Blake Griffin. They got um They have Lamarcus Aldridge. Thank you, because I couldn't remember. Um yeah. I feel like they stacking up to whoever they gonna play in the West. So it's gonna be interesting. I I feel like at this point they're the favorites. No matter what no matter no matter where they finish seeding wise, still gonna be the favorites. So. But with that being said, how y'all feel about the buyout market? Um, I, it, It's going kind of how I thought it was going. I didn't really expect LaMarcus Aldridge to go to the Heat. Um, no, I, no, I'm saying the oh, Heat. Okay, I see. A lot of people were saying that he was going to go to the Heat. Yeah, I, I never read, really saw yeah, I that. Read, I read all the sound reports. Yeah. Um, Woj has been kind of off these yeah, last yeah, yeah, couple yeah. of times. <laughs> he did get LaMarcus <laughs> Aldridge. I mean, he, not LaMarcus Aldridge, um, Andre Drummond. He got that one right. But other than that, he's been off. Um, but for some reason, it just didn't feel right to me for you to leave San Antonio, who's in like the 8th or ninth spot in the West, to come to the Heat, who's like the 8th or ninth spot in the East. That doesn't really make sense to me. Like, you're not really helping that playoff team. So why would you come to this playoff team? That didn't, like, that didn't... Mm-hmm. Nothing really sat right in my mind in that. But, I mean, I kind of, um, I took the the rumor with a grain of salt, and I would have been okay with it if it happened. But I said at the time, I didn't think that LaMarcus Aldridge was going to change our life. I don't think he's going to change the Nets' life. He'll help with defense a little bit, but, I mean, he's not going to be a defensive stopper. He's not going to. He's not going to lock down NB. He's not going to lock down Ben Simmons or anybody like that. He's just going to be a body to put on them. So will he hurt them? No. But will he greatly help them? No. Um, I think he's a a good piece to add, but he's not the the cake. He's the ice. Yeah, he's not a needle mover. He's the icing on a already pretty icing filled cake. He's more like a sprinkle. Yeah, I'll give you that. He's like he's like a sprinkle. <laughs> yeah. 
So like I, I like Lamarcus Aldridge. I feel like that's that Sonny or whatever. I don't feel like that was that big of a deal, right? Because like he basically he'll be coming out of the bench anyway, and he'll be probably only has to score maybe twelve points, ten twelve points. He can do that in sleep. Mm. So, like the Nets really that those last couple moves was really for like. You know, playoff run for the pitch. Yes, right, yes, right. Yes, I mean, I, I get that. My only thing is, it's, it's like everybody is saying they're cheating now. And I don't see that. Nah, like, I don't see nah, him nah. as a needle-moving I, cheater type I can't, signing. I don't think it's, I, it's unfair to say that it's cheating. Right. Like, I mean, I feel like if... They if traded, the, they traded for Harden. Right, they didn't. If Harden would have came there in the yeah. off season, and the y'all would have a very the, the only reason reasonable. Harden's there is because uh, Morley's in in Philly, right? And and Houston was salty, so they didn't want to send James Harden. To exactly, I said that last time. They could have had Bradley, I me mean, not Bradley Bill. They could have had Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul, but they wanted to be stubborn, so they got um, Kelly Olynyk in uh, draft swaps that aren't even gonna matter. Yeah. Like what? What did you even get in that trade? You tried to be stubborn and didn't want Karis Levert, and tried to be cute and get Victor Oladipo, thinking you was gonna sell him on your franchise and get him to stay, knowing good and well he wasn't gonna stay with a team like Houston. Right. For what? That didn't even make sense. He said over and over and over and over that he wanted to go to Miami. What made you think that he was gonna want to stay there? Like that was just that made no sense. And then you thought you was gonna flip him to a team. That was contending, thinking they were gonna overpay for him, knowing that wasn't gonna work because they knew he wasn't gonna want to stay. They just played that all wrong. Um, one, they should have traded him in the off season before his draft stock t- uh, tank even lower. But even when they did, they should have traded him to um, to Philly, like Ed said. And even if you don't keep Jared Allen. And keep um, what's it called? Because you're talking about we had Boogie and Christian Wood, and Boogie isn't even on the team anymore. <laughs> and Christian Wood missed half the season. So what did you really gain? Like I, I, I just don't know. They they completely messed that up. And I don't blame James Harden at all for wanting to leave. He saw the writing on the wall, and you everybody's trying about to it. blame him. And morally, morally devoted a whole. Morally gave him the power that. LeBron has mm. to reconstruct and, and help bring in guys that he likes to play with and stuff. So when he leaves, then you're dealing with a whole new person who want to bring a whole new philosophy. Things gonna change. <laughs> of course, of course he's gonna want to lead in. Of course you want to go go follow him. Yeah, I mean the guy that gave you what? How much money he been making in? Uh, his contract, two hundred five. Yeah, I mean, I feel like once they offered him that fifty million dollar contract extension and he didn't take it, they should have known then he didn't want to be there. They should have traded him then. Well, they should have traded him before he asked for that because that really tanked his um, stock. But I mean, they all in all they played that wrong. But for me, I feel like. Like I said, even when they made the James Harden trade, I felt like Andre Drummond was the better signing for the team. 
because I felt like it would have gave them more defense seeing as how they lost Jared Allen. But I still feel like even though he's a better signing, I'm not really sure what he'll do if AD is not on the floor. I feel like he's more of a he's help who, to who are you talking about? Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. I feel like Andre Drummond is help to um LeBron and AD. I don't think he can replace AD. So no, if what what yeah. what Andre Drummond is is, is our rim protector for one. So we you know what I'm saying get get the wear and tear off of off of AD, AD from t- protecting the rim because mm-hmm. Marcus Hall can't protect at all. My little six. Hey man, I wonder if somebody here. said that before the season. Hey man. <laughs> they hype Mike Marcus all up, man. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Marcus Hall is not 2012 oh. Marcus Hall. Right. I tried like, to tell y'all he was gonna yeah, be Gary Payton yeah. and um Carl Malone, hey, but man. nobody wanted to listen to me. I was a hater. Oh, I was a hater. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm saying, bro. Sometimes when you're a hater, you tell the truth. I just felt like it was a good upgrade as far as the scoring big man goes. See, but. Defe- I've always yeah, said yeah, defensive yeah, wise, you didn't need him. You didn't need um, Dwight and Javale to score. You needed them to play defense. We should have kept oh, one man. of them. That's at least. Um, I would have kept Javale. Right, but Javale didn't. Well, neither one of. I feel like, and it's obvious now after this um, road trip that Dwight had, why he's not there anymore. Is right. it was not even necessarily their play on the court is just their mindset. I don't think LeBron wanted to deal with them in the locker room over and over. It felt like he was dealing with rookies again. I, I feel like that. I know so much, for um, a fact that's why JaVale wasn't brought back. And I'm nine times out of ten sure that's why Dwight wasn't brought back. Yeah. Because he got kicked out of the game against the Lakers. It didn't matter because the Lakers don't have anybody to punish them. But then he got kicked out of the game with, against the Clippers. And they do. They have Zubak. So, yeah. um, you're the only big man with Javel McGee. I mean, not um, with Joel and B being out. Right. So, I mean, that's another reason I, I'm not really taking the Sixers serious. Because if you get Joel and B in foul trouble, then, I mean, no. you kind of got him. Right. But, wait, wait, man. wait, wait, wait. Get Joel and B in foul trouble. How? Like in the playoffs? I'm saying, like, he doesn't play that much defense to get in foul trouble. Ooh, I'm glad Kevin isn't here. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's improving defensive wise, so I can't really say he doesn't play defense. He's no, I say he don't (laughs) play defense. He said he was going for a defensive player of the year, and he was he was looking pretty good on defense before he got hurt. I'm not saying he was defensive player of the year, but yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) first team, second team. Speaking Mm -hmm. of probably second, Joel Embiid. If we do match up with Philly in the um, in the finals, if Drummond got a guard, uh, Joel Embiid is gonna be over. I see. Other than this injury, I don't understand. Like, why does everybody else get flack for not wanting to buy into what the team wants to do, but when Anthony Davis doesn't want to buy into what the team wants, nobody brings it up. Everybody knows that the Lakers would be much better if Anthony Davis would just play center. But but he said, no, I don't want to. And then nobody brings it up. No, you don't. You're going to mess up the flow of the offense and how he played the game. I don't if he play if he plays. But their best offensive and defensive lineup is when he's at center. That's when we go small. Right. right. It's just our small lineup. 
I feel like y'all would be much more effective if y'all played with him at center. Well, maybe not now because y'all have Drummond to rebound. But um, I feel like before, like I last like year. If we got a true center, it put pressure. Because AD mid-game range is, is impeccable as right. a big man. Ain't nobody guarding him. It is. I, I've, again, I've said that. He's the X factor. He's the one person that nobody can. Nobody has anybody got, on their team. When he plays center, it puts that much stress on him. Got to score and rebound and do this and do that. But it just put more more stress on. Him. Yeah. I just feel like they have. All I know is there is no excuses for anybody. None for the Nets. None for the um, Lakers. Lakers. The Clippers, maybe they have an excuse. They could say that they still don't have a big man to guard Anthony Davis. But other than that, I don't I don't see any excuses for any other teams. The Bucks don't have an excuse. The um, what about the Nuggets? They have an excuse? Nah. Uh, <laughs> no, they got they got the guy that can guard LeBron have, now. They so don't they have. Have, I mean, I don't. I personally, I I don't know. I've I, I haven't seen Aaron Gordon play. I all I'm saying is according to what according to what the the pundits are saying, he is. I'm not saying he's a LeBron stopper. He's not a Kawhi, a, a Iggy in the finals type guy. But he's a guy that you can put on LeBron is what I mean, I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That's another yeah, he's a, like a, like a Jake, he's on the Jake Crowder level. Like, yeah. you remember when they traded Jake Crowder from the Celtics to the Cavs? Yeah. There was like, he's the only person on that team that could guard LeBron. Right. They're not saying that he could stop LeBron, could lock him down, but he was literally the only person that could do a good job against him. That's what I feel like Aaron Gordon adds to that team. So, yeah, they don't have an excuse. Um, Utah, uh, I mean, it depends on what happens, who they lose to. They don't, they can't lose to anybody other than the Lakers. Maybe the Clippers, but um, other than that, no, they don't have an excuse. Yo, if you liking what you're hearing on Not Another Sports Podcast, make sure you follow us on all social media. Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter is N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Make sure you continue to stay up tuned and update with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. Now back to our show. Next up, we got NFL news. Um, been a lot of movement. Basically, well, I ain't gonna say movement. It's been a lot of news in uh, free agency, NFL offseason. Um, basically, the whole Tampa Bay team came back, so they're trying to make another run. Um, let's see. Yeah, that was, that's my most exciting news. As far as the Falcons go, nobody knows what we're gonna do. Hopefully, there's still a viable quarterback on the board um, at four. But knowing the Falcons, they might not even, they might trade back. I don't tell them. Anyway, um, yeah. How do y'all feel about the NFL in this offseason so far? Um, I love what the the Bucks did because I feel like they kept their team together. They. <laughs> the craziest thing about that is, like, nobody ever 
goes into a system that first year and has that much success. Right, like, right. Yeah, like, so they're going to be even like better. better. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, out the AFC, who it really going to depend on what Baltimore does in the draft. Because the Sammy Watkins um, signing is pretty good, but he's not yeah, he's, dominant he's number one. He's only play eight to ten games. Right. <laughs> and um, the speedster they got, what's his name? Marquise Brown? Marquise Brown. Yeah, they um, he Can he handle the wear and tear of being a number one receiver? No. He pulled that last year. Miles Boykin is pretty good. They, um... As long as they can stick to the run to open up the pass, they'll be fine. And have actually have a deep third. So. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... I, I just feel like it's weird. Because every other team... I mean, every other receiver, they went to a far superior quarterback if you are... Cons- like, because Lamar has a, a MVP, so... He's an MVP level quarterback, mm-hmm. but Juju went back to Ben. Ben shoulder broke, and, and uh, Galladay went to where did he go? To, um, he to Giants. Giants with um, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Daniel Jones better than Lamar? No, no, no. exactly. I'm confused by what you're saying. But my point is, all these receivers. I feel like if you're a top receiver, wouldn't you be lining up to go to a better quarterback? Like why? Why is it that they're these receivers don't feel comfortable going to a Lamar Jackson? Like if he's a, if a. I think Ju, Ju, uh, Juju didn't go back because I mean he didn't go to uh, Baltimore because one he was already in that system and two it was only a million dollars more. You know what I'm saying? I give you that. I give you. that. I can see if it was later in his career and he had already made his millions. I'm like. To go to make, I'll give you that. That's an indictment on. Right? That's an indictment on Baltimore. You do have to know that you are going to have to overpay him to get that's him. A free agency. I personally wouldn't have overpaid for Juju, nah, but I yeah, I, I give you that one. But I feel like there were some other receivers. They had um, to, the Cowboys um, had to overpay for Cooper a couple years ago. That's just that's just how it goes in free agency. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I'm saying I feel like I I don't know for. You to be the the MVP level quarterback, I feel like there should be more receivers lining up to um, come to your team. Now it's not all on Lamar Jackson. Most I feel like it's more on um, Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, because he's calling a very old style of offense. Like ever since he's been in the league, his offenses have led the league, have been in the top ten in rushing yards. And have been in the bottom ten in passing yards, so I, I, I don't know why they still have him there. I would move on from him and try to get another offensive coordinator. They just like they just like uh, Roman because he fits. Like you're not gonna see too many nowadays. You gotta be to script your base offense and. Go to what your quarterback is good at, which is for Lamar is running. He ain't gonna see too many coordinators do it. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like for them to be good, they're gonna have to get away from Lamar running as much. As like yeah, yeah, design. Yeah. I get. I get oh, he's gonna. Run, yeah, I get he's gonna run, run. Um, 
like scrambled and improvising stuff, but they gonna have they're gonna have to move more to a traditional offense because Russell Wilson can run. Um, who else? Um, Patrick Mahomes can run. Deshaun Watson can run, but they are more traditional style quarterbacks. They're in the pocket. I feel like that's the next step that they're gonna have to take for Lamar for them to be successful. And I don't necessarily see that happening this year. I can see them making it to a, a conference finals. I don't necessarily see them winning it, though. Um, maybe against Buffalo. Maybe against Kansas City. Who knows? But I, I just don't see them as a Super Bowl team just yet. Until they replace Greg Roman. Mm, this just in. Deion Jones has his uh, contract restructure. And apparently it benefits both sides. Yeah, Jones is due with $8.2 million in base salary this year, but agreed to defer $4 million in salary to 2022 regular season in exchange for having his 2022 base salary fully guaranteed, giving him certainty about his future for two more seasons. But um, with that being said, speaking of the Falcons, <laughs> they... Um, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Are we, how are we going to replace the production of Keanu Neal? We need a cover safety. Like, um, I like this the safety we have with Ashton Davis. Mm-hmm. He is a ball hawk. Um, I feel like we should get out of that. I, I feel like in our secondary, we should be more like flexible. Get out of that st- strong safety, free safety, and right. have safeties. I don't know if Ricardo Allen is. Yeah. I don't think we have a car anymore. Yeah, he gone. About time. He was yeah. there. Yeah, he's small. Five right. nine. We need somebody who's gonna be sucking somebody in the, in in the lip. He's too small. I guess he ain't fast enough to play corner. I don't. Uh, speaking of corners, um, the first round draft pick we had from last year, man, I don't. Under, I I ain't gonna say he a bust after one season, but he was getting toasted all year, like all year. And his defense, let's look at how many sacks we had. I get Just that. pressure coverage. In that Dan Quinn offense, if there's no pressure. We had the players. We just didn't. Um, if there's no pressure, I can go out there and pick it apart. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, we had the. I guess it had to be the scheme because we definitely mm-hmm. had the personnel. So, what do y'all think about these moves? Um. What was that? Friday? Yeah, Friday when the um, 49ers moved up from 12 to 3. The um, Dolphins moved from 3 to 12 back to 6. And the Eagles moved from 6 to 12. I just I just feel like San Fran contradicted themselves when it's like, yeah, Jimmy's our guy. We're going with Jimmy. Like, it looks like you're going with a quarterback. Right. Like, just say, hey, man. You ain't got to say, we know that y'all looking for a quarterback. It might not be for now, but it might not be for the future. I mean, it might be for the future. Yeah. But don't say that Jimmy Yoga. Like, that's why I don't like what teams be doing. Like, And then, like, people people turn it on the player when, when the player get ready to leave. Right. Um, I mean, they're good for that. Yeah. So, don't say it. Don't say it like that. Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like Jimmy... I feel like they truly like Jimmy Garoppolo and they really, really want him to be great. But they know deep down in their heart that he won't be 
One because he's I personally feel like he's not that good. And two, because he's never on the field. So they're never gonna be able to see if he is or isn't it. So for that reason they are moving up. But I do think they are trying to give him this year and let him see if he can get the job done. That way if he can get it done, they will still move him on for a higher price, but still have another quarterback and they can have that I told you so he he got it done type thing in their mind. But um <clears throat> I do think it is an insurance policy because he does get hurt all the time. And it would be foolish for them to not have a, a Super Bowl caliber quarterback ready for them should he go down. I'm not saying that any of these quarterbacks in the draft are Super Bowl caliber, but I feel like if your team is where you think it is, then I feel like they can hold the line if he does. Like, say he gets hurt in like week six or seven, and you're like five and one, four and two. I think they can hold the line if he comes back or get them to the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I feel like they're not really going to throw Jimmy Garoppolo away. But if he does get hurt, they're saving themselves. But I do like it from the other standpoint that uh, Miami and Philadelphia were giving votes of confidence to their quarterbacks who are both Alabama quarterbacks. Yes, I even though. That. Um, Jalen didn't finish at Alabama. He is still an Alabama didn't quarterback. They, where is um, Miami drafted at? Six? Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's I feel like... I, I'd take the... If I was Miami, though, I'd take the chance. And the thing with a young quarterback, you need somebody always a, a big, reliable target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An X-Factor. Right. I'd get pitched. I was just yeah. thinking I'd about that. Pitched. I would... I See, I was thinking... Well, they have Gusecki. They don't really need another tight end, but you know, Pitts is you know, a game changer. You know, now, now they yeah. don't have two. Three. Right. Plus, you need you two know. tight ends. Definitely. He's from that New England system, so he knows how that works. So, yeah, I can see. I can definitely see them taking Pitts if he falls that far. You think yeah. he'll make it past Cincinnati? Yeah, Cincinnati? yeah, Cincinnati needs an offensive lineman, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, with, I agree. With, I definitely with agree. With the future I, of your team and how... Yeah, Joe I would. Girl, he, you can see that he got is something. He got a little something. He got a little spark. You need to protect him. Yeah. So I would definitely go. I would get out of Oregon. Panesul. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely go that yeah, way. Definitely. He. He gonna be playing football a long time at a very high level. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like other. I feel like this doesn't really help. Philadelphia this year because they were in a prime position to get a really good receiver. But if a Jalen Waddle or a Devontae Smith falls to them, then yeah, I could I could see that being a really good move because they did get extra draft picks in um in that trade. So um I like what it does for um the quarterbacks. But if if I was Miami and I didn't go um, Pitts, I would probably go Chase because of what you said. He needs a, a big body receiver, and I don't feel like Devontae and Waddle are big enough receivers for what they need. Hey, what's going on? Can't get enough of Not Another Sports Podcast? Well, you can follow us on social media at Not Another Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. 
and keep up with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. We appreciate y'all's support, and y'all make sure y'all subscribe. And back to the show. Before we get out of here, reluctantly, since we got a Dodgers fan on the episode on the podcast, we have to... I just got over this, like, last week. (laughs) We have to talk about the NLCS from last year. I'm sure at this point, y'all know how I feel about it. I don't understand how... We beat ourselves. Yes, the Dodgers are a great team, but we had plenty of opportunities. How do you not? How do you run off the base when nobody touched you? <laughs> One, he know. Hey, why does he know? Um, Dansby got caught in the rundown for no reason. Like, no, no reason. Why? Mm-hmm. Y'all was so aggressive. I'm like, we hadn't been there, bro. We my taken. thing is, that's what I say. Everybody had played in the playoffs, though. Everybody on that team it's last year played. It's different playoffs. playing in the playoffs and being one game away from the World Series. Exactly. All I'm saying is if Brian Snicker don't get it done this year, he got to get out of here. Yes, we just gave him an extension. Yes. Hey, man. That's Bring I'm Bobby Cox back. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I've been waiting to say this. You got to think about it, bro. Snick brought the whole, pro, the whole set back. Bro, he Snick, got questionable see, pitching decisions, though. That's my thing. I can't remember who said this, but they said good is the enemy of great. Yeah. Brian Snicker is good. Yes. We need a we need a great manager and he's not great. I feel like that's what we're missing because there are a lot of questionable decisions he's made in these last three playoff runs. Starting with the um Dodgers the first year when we played against y'all and um and we lost in Four? Yeah, four. We did yeah. like that year. Roy hit the uh, grand slam. We, we couldn't produce no runs in LA. Yeah, like, he we, made we he made a lot run. of questionable I, decisions. I'll say this in Snick's defense. Yeah, he he's made some bad decisions, but has it been as many as my manager? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Give you that. You're not wrong. I will give you that. But. He has a World Series to show for it. Well, yeah, finally. <laughs> You're not wrong. After You're not going wrong. into a game seven but, and putting in you Darvish as as our game seven pitcher after, what, game three or game four. Oh, yeah. He gave up 21 runs. <laughs> that was crazy. You're not wrong. Dave Roberts has definitely been on the hook for a while. But I feel like a, I feel like. People, but especially sports fans, after we feel like someone's hurt or whatever, like we just won't. We want to give it up so fast. Right. Want to give it up so fast, and sometimes you gotta you gotta hang in there because y'all I, y'all window is wide open. Right? I won't in say wide la- open. In the in the next five years, bro, the yeah. Braves are sick, bro. Right, well, y'all I don't even pitching. think you're the second best, bro. We're not even look better at, than the Padres right now. Do you now. see y'all pitching? Do you see y'all? No, look, start look pitching. Start <laughs> pitching. We got a lot of questions in the bullpen. This I see. The, I see Mike Soroka coming I'm back from the, an Achilles. I'm talking about the, the young guys. Y'all core pitching. Yeah. I see Mike Soroka coming back pitching. from an Achilles. Yeah. I see Max Freed, who had a good bounce back year, but he's he was not great, and I don't know what his ceiling is. You're gonna I see. Max, Max is a. 
I see Kyle Wright who was not even usable on our team last year. I see Tuki who I love. I uh, I no, really Tukey like Tuki. No, no Tuki not good. No, you sleep. Tuki is. I feel like Tuki doesn't get the opportunities. If you keep putting somebody in How over and over, you put somebody in, Tukey. take them out, put them in, take them out, give them some time, let them. Tuki a bullpen guy. Yes, he's a he's he would be a good bullpen guy. I don't think he's a starter in the rotation Tukey anymore. I think I I think given the opportunity last year, if they would have given him the opportunity, he would have succeeded. But they didn't. He tried to be a starter, and I feel like at this point. His confidence is lost. You have to put him in the bullpen. 24. But he's twenty-four. Yeah, he's twenty-four. But I feel like I feel like if we would have given him the opportunity, let him get the ups and downs. I feel like he would have been ready for a playoff run. But we never gave him Who, that opportunity. What pitcher y'all brought in? Charlie Morton. Morton. Yeah, that's a good pickup. It's not bad. Yeah, that's a. It's not. That's like a, he like a number two, number three, solid. He's like, a, he's a solid guy. He's a, so, he's I a want, champion. I want somebody yeah. to put. The man, the I man want man somebody man. to be at the ace so we can move Soroka to the two, Free to the three, Charlie to the four, and then have a fifth. Yeah, and like an Ian Anderson type of guy. But that's Ian Anderson. The, he, so he who's our ace in the spring? Who who's our ace right now? Soroka. Um, Coming off an Achilles, he not pitching. Uh, Max, pitching Max Free would Max be, Free be. Max up. is the opening day starter, but he's not the ace. Max, I mean Mike Soroka is the ace, but he's hurt. Yeah. And Newcomb is coming around. No, Newcomb is done. He, Newcomb. Newcomb got too much control. Newcomb he is can definitely. He, he uh, the year before last, he was one pitch away from having a no hitter, but. He should have yeah, had a no-hitter. They, they called a ball several times. He, like, can, he threw he threw five strikes. You know what's crazy? I was supposed to go to that game. I was, like, I was nah, at that game. I'm I was recording. Gonna... I was literally right behind home plate. I was like, nah, I'm not going to go to work today. It's a Sunday. I'm chilling. I was and we standing, already lost the first bro, two games. I was standing right behind home plate. I would have witnessed a no-hitter. That would have been so crazy. Yeah. I was so sad. Crazy. Yeah, I blame ESPN for that because they used to they used to give the notifications every time. What three innings and he hasn't given up a hit? Watch out for a no hitter! Like, bro, shut up! Like, come on, bro, let him pitch. But yeah, I feel like Newcomb is done. I feel like his all of his comfort. Like when you play the show and the little green bar go down, when you give up two back to back home runs, his green bar is in the negative. I don't think he has any confidence left. So I would try to trade him. We already gave away Fultonevich for nothing. So um, he's a former all-star. We didn't even try to get anything back from him. Um, but, you know, I feel like we should, at some point, we're going to have to use, move our young assets and get another at, another batter and an ace pitcher. Like, there's no way we should have let Arenado go to the Cardinals. For as little as they gave, they gave up some Oreos and Blue Doritos. Like, come on, bro! Like, we couldn't give up. We couldn't give up Riley. We couldn't give up um, uh, Drew Waters or somebody. Somebody down the line, like Austin Riley is gonna be a starter, bro. Bro, like, no, he's not it. We couldn't even give up Johan. Something. What they give up again? I I can't remember exactly what the um, the. Uh, Cardinals gave to get Arenado, but I know it wasn't a very good trade. 
It was like people, if I named them, nobody would know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, um, but I feel like even that, like, the fact that Chris Bryant has still been on the market, the trade market, and we haven't even acknowledged it. Like, come on, bro. We we can't be that complacent with Austin Riley at this point. We've got to make a move. But who you going to trade? Somebody like we have all these young pitchers, we can we can get rid of one of them. Yeah, that needs some pitching. Like I don't know, I feel like we're I feel like we're too complacent. We we're fine with being good enough, y'all and I don't want to be good y'all enough. Y'all ain't about to be paying all this we, money to get people. See, the thing is though, y'all like home, we y'all try to be homegrown. We we pay Roy and Ozzy early on very. Team friendly deals, and nothing has come of that. Like we basically robbed them for nothing. I'm just saying, man. Um, both of them have been balling. The they have. Years, they have. They have been balling. That's not the point. My point is, if you're gonna get them on these team friendly deals, why not maximize that? That's like getting a quarterback on a rookie deal and not signing a good defense around him. Like, what's the point? Like, why? Why are Why are you? What, like you're not even trying to maximize them while they're on this young, uh, while this while they're on this small uh, contract. Then when they're on a bigger contract, either a you're not gonna resign them, or b we're not gonna have the money to get uh, talent to help them. Mm. I feel like we have the talent. This team, well, hey man, it depends on. Like I said before we started, at this point, I'm just hoping that. Uh, Cody Bellinger or uh, Corey Seager or uh, Mookie or somebody come up with PEDs or something. They Who go to the, the Cubs on their team. Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson. Why? Why we ain't sign him? Well, I get it because because we don't have a DH. We don't have a DH, so that wouldn't have been the greatest signing in the world. But if we played with the DH. I mean, but if we if we would have had a DH, we could have signed Jock Peterson to play left field and had Ozuna at DH. That's a point. Who y'all left field tonight? Ozuna. Mm. Well, he was playing DH last year because we had the DH in the system. This year is, I don't know. I I'm, I don't know what our outfield would look like if we did have a DH. It would probably be Ender in right. No, Pache would play center. Pache would play center. Pache center. Um, Roy, uh, and Roy and right, Ender and left. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and then good. Ozuna at um, DH. But now I don't know what will happen because we didn't sign Adam Duvall back. I still feel like that was a big loss for us because he was playing great in the playoffs before he got hurt. Yeah. So, but I mean, it ain't gonna hurt as much because, like you said, we don't have the DH. You would have had to work him into the lineup. Well, that concludes another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and make sure you follow me on all the social media sites at Rob was there. Yes, yeah, sir. You can follow Kevin on Instagram at Vice City Kevo. And I believe it's Vice City underscore Kevin. I don't, I don't be knowing. He be saying it, but I don't be knowing. But <laughs> um, and you can also follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy eleven, and on Instagram at underscore this guy eleven. Also follow sports pages on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast, 
and on Twitter at n underscore a underscore s underscore podcast. Fuck. Well, that'll do it. Roll tide. Right, sir.